0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: It's time for peak hour with Ethan Roth. So how much do you think shopping at Leadable IGA has played a part in where you are now? Bray (laughs) (laughs) Loverage. Hang on, hang hang
2: on. on. Hang on. So whose birthday is it? It's peak hour with Ethan and Bray. G'day guys, welcome to the Catch Up Podcast. Ethan, what did we
1: get up to today? Yeah, today we spoke to West Australian sports journalist and reporter Jordan McArdle who will be joining us most Mondays. We spoke a bit of the AFL, the WA teams, the Waffle and of course the upcoming state game.
2: Yep, and of course you had your first rant. It was quite unbelievable, can't wait for that. That is later in the episode, but Enjoy.
1: Now, we've got a special guest joining us, Jordan McCarroll from The West Australian Reporter. Thanks for your time. We'll just get straight into it. Obviously, uh, the Eagles had a good win away from home. There's been some question marks over their away form. What did you make of their win?
0: Yeah, I think it was an important win, just one they, they needed away from home, their, their first of the season. So, yeah, things are starting to look a little bit better than they were a fortnight ago when they were belted by Geelong by 97 points, so all of a sudden... This weekend, they're looking at three wins in a row, so like things are starting to turn, and on the injury front as well, they might welcome back a couple of troops this week. I'm hearing Jeremy McGovern and Tom Barassa a chance to come back against Adelaide at home, so won't they be a couple of important inclusions and Josh Kennedy's a chance as well if he went off with that calf tightness against Hawthorne. So, yeah, it was a good win, wasn't it? They they did what they, they needed to do, and the, the big guns stood up. Tim Kelly was, was good again after his derby heroic. Andrew Gaff was arguably best on ground. I thought Archie deserves a mention as well. He, he moved into that midfield role with the likes of Shuey and, and Yo out and did a did a terrific job. He added that bit of hardness and, and kicked a couple of goals as well, so he was terrific, and, and Jack Darling. He was that sort of physical presence, I guess, and, you know, he stood up when Josh Kennedy went off. So plenty of positive signs to, to take out of it. They really needed to, to get that win on the road and there's no tougher assignment than at, at the MTG as well. So good, good to kick that box and on to the next one now, I guess.
2: Yeah, of course. And um, obviously the, Rich, the Richmond news just came through about an hour ago. What's your take on that?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit of a shock when, when that came through in the, the last hour or so. It's, uh, what a rollercoaster weekend it was for, for Jay Bolton. He took one of the greatest marks I've ever seen on Friday night. Wow, what, a, what an effort that was. And you know, a couple of days later, he's he involved in a nightclub incident. So um, I guess first things first, he's he got an injured wrist and he's going to be out for for a few weeks. So that's, that's a massive blow. He's been one of Richmond's... Most consistent and, and most improved players. He's improved out of sight in the last year or so, hasn't he? So um, that's, that's a massive loss for Richmond after a, yeah, a pretty poor performance in the end against a, a really high-flying Geelong, aren't they? He's taking some scalps at the moment, sixty-three points against Richmond. Not many teams have uh, you know beaten them up by that much. So yeah, big win from Geelong and yeah, obviously Daniel Rioli as well. having not he yeah, he had a couple of so I'm, yeah. I'm not sure whether whether he'll play. It sounds like his injuries are, are a lot less significant than than say Bolton. So yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah not sure at all the the details of it yet, but I'm sure it will um all come out in the next couple of days.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. And moving on to Freo, obviously they lost by four goals to Brisbane. Do you think their top eight, uh, eight chances are sort of sliding away and Thought, uh, any news on Joel Weston, the potential debut?
0: Yeah, you, you feel like it is sort of slipping away, not just because of the the results over the last couple of weeks, just the, the injury list as well. It just keeps keeps building up, doesn't it? You look at some of the names they're missing, but just from their defensive line, Alex Davis, Joel Hamling, Hayden Young, Ethan Hughes, you have J.H. Chapman, Stephen, Dunn, Stephen Hill, who knows when he's, Going to come back, so there's just it's a crazy amount of injuries. It's hard to, you know, play consistent footy when you have such experienced heads going down, and obviously another injury from yesterday's loss to the Lions. Michael Freggus with that syndesmosis, so he had scans this morning that you wouldn't expect him to come back for, you know, maybe four to six weeks. That seems to be the norm with syndesmosis, or even the best case scenario. So. Fingers crossed for him. They might get Adam Terra back from uh, from his injury. So that would be a good result against Essendon. And yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. I'd love to see Joel Weston get a debut. Yeah. Just add that bit of spark and bit of speed to for that forward line and adds a bit of defensive pressure as well. I think he's been tracking pretty well in the waffle. He absolutely dominated a couple of weeks ago against West Coast. Had his best game at, at senior level in in the waffle, and they've obviously added him to their travelling squad for a reason as the only uncapped player in that 20 that travelled across to Queensland last week. So I, I think he deserves a debut. I'd, I'd love to see him get a crack. I think they've, they've got nothing to lose. It feels like finals are sort of slipping away for him, and you know, it'd be nice to see a kid like Joel re- re- rewarded for his hard work. He looks like he's you know, added a little bit of size. That was probably one of the, the knocks on him. He's quite sort of, you know, skinny. But he looks like he's added a couple of kilos over the off season and um, added a bit, a of, bit, of bit more fitness as well. He was already pretty quick, but he looks like he added a yard or two there as well. So um, I think it'd be nice to see him rewarded his hard work. He obviously had him on the, your, your podcast last week, so he's a, he's a bit of a character as well, isn't he, Joel? Yeah,
2: yeah he is. He is. Yeah, sure is. Um, and obviously, talking about the waffle, who caught your eye in round six of the waffle, and do you have an early contender for the flag?
0: Oh, I think I change my contender every week. I'm <laughs> to i uh, a mega sick with one at the moment, but I was at the I was, we did the live stream game of Seviaco and Claremont on Saturday afternoon, and and, and where Seviaco sent a, a real statement there. Not only did they beat the premiership favourites in in Claremont, they they beat them convincingly. It was 40 points in the end and it it felt like the game was pretty much over by about half time. Claremont kicked the first goal within about 45 seconds but Subiaco kicked the next 10 and that was from about early on in the the opening term to early on in the third quarter so I haven't seen Claremont um, get beaten up that convincingly for a, for a very long time was a, a, a serious performance from Seviaco, and the, the the thing that really impressed me was the fact that they they had to make at least well, they made seven changes, but they had to make five due to injury. So and that they, they're all quite experienced players, guys like Jordan Lockyer, Walters, Ben Shuckle, Hayden Kennedy. There were some serious names missing among Seviaco's best twenty-two. No? A lot of the younger guys coming through, and those fringe players that hadn't had much of an opportunity, like Will I thought he played really well, and you know did his bit. Louis Upton, who has been in and out of the the ones and twos uh, since he's started last year, and, um, and Jack Beverley as well. I thought he he played really well uh, in the midfield. Nick Martin, who yeah he sort of he's had a bit of an injury interrupted start to the year. He kicked four goals and. And played really well up forward. Obviously he trained with West Coast during the pre-season. So obviously that's, that's helped his cause and maybe he's one of those ones to, to keep an eye out for, if not the mid-season draft, maybe later on in the year for the national draft as well. So yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough of Fubiaco's performance on the weekend. Um, a few concerns for, uh, for West Coast, that, yeah, cool. getting some some real touch ups at the moment, yeah. aren't they? 125 points they got belted by against East Fremantle, so yeah, that's a that's a real worry there. John John O'Mask pretty much doubled West Coast scoring, gained yeah. yeah. seven goals, so uh, what an effort from him up forward, and I think uh, I think West Coast only ended up with three goals four for the day, so that's a that's a serious belting after a yeah they topped a bit of a touch up from Peel the week before, so. Yeah, some worrying times from there. I guess that's the difference between West Coast and Teal. And you look at Teal's depth, they got quite a lot of, um, yeah, quite a lot of experienced players that aren't AFL listed. you have know, have Ben Howard and, and Merritt, they they add that bit of depth. And hasn't Tyrone Thorne been, uh, yeah, he's been one of the real improvers. I'd, I'd love to see him get a go in the AFL. I watched him at, um, National under Eighteen's level a couple of years and he actually led WA's goalkeeping. I think he ended up with seven for the carnival so he's a real um, pocket rocket isn't he he can <laughs> play up forward but he's sort of transformed to the to the midfield now so yeah peel got a, a pretty important scalp in in perth i felt um you know they, were, they didn't win a game last year peel without the, the dockers listed guys but you know this week around they they were missing quite a lot of those um those dockers listed guys that had traveled over to the Gold Coast guys like Lloyd Meek and Joel Weston, who I mentioned earlier. Um, Sam Sturt hurt his um, hurt his knee, so he, he's done for the year. So they're missing probably a lot of their better players from the week before. So to to get a scalp like Perth, who you know they haven't been going the best, but they're sort of one of those mid-range sides that would it would do a world of good for their confidence. And yeah, Thorny best on ground again. So hopefully a few AFL recruiters are watching that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just last one from us. Obviously, the state game is coming up, so there's no waffle this week. What's your, uh, I guess, pre? What's your um, expectations or predictions for that? And yeah, players to to watch out for.
0: Yeah, I guess I got to watch a lot of them at the weekend. I think there was uh, there was probably around a dozen for um, for Subiaco and, and Claremont combined. So yeah, they got a lot of talent. Those two sides. So it be be stacked with those two teams. I know I've mentioned Dorney a few times, but he, he gets his state debut at a, at a senior level. That's just reward for you know, a really, really impressive start to, to his season. So looking forward to seeing how he goes. Another one of my favourites, he's, he's a small forward out of Westford, Keegan, the whiz not. He's yeah. uh, pretty prolific on the tweet, as you guys know, and uh, he's, uh, he's got a pretty amazing highlights reel as well. Not so. I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few guys sort of missing. I'm not sure whether whether Lockyer will get up. He, he's got that hip flexor kind of injury, and you know, I think there's a few sort of injury concerns. And obviously few concerns about um, coaching staff and stuff like that. Michael Broadbridge had to, to pull out, so um, Jeff Valentine taking the reins there, the, the West Perth coach. So obviously a few. Um, you know, last minute kind of decisions there with, with coaching staff, which makes sense, I guess, with, with borders and, and that sort of stuff. So you got to put your uh, yeah your, your job in that first, like Michael Broadbridge has done. So that's, I think it'll be a tough test against South Australia in South Australia as well. Yeah. I mean, you look at their side; they've got uh, they've got a hell of a side on the park and um, you know WA's had a few injury concerns Jake Patmore's going to be a big loss with that fractured cheekbone. I thought he's every time I've seen him play this year he's been outstanding for Claremont I feel like he's one of those guys who deserves a second chance in the AFL didn't get a very good run of it at Port Adelaide he did his ACL and um, then obviously last year had no second tier footy to push his case for an AFL debut and he would have obviously had that, that local knowledge, would have played a lot of sand for against the, um, the, the crow eaters. So yeah, he's going to be a massive loss there. Uh, Tyson Stengel, I think he'll be one to watch from a, from a SA point of view. Obviously yep. got, not sacked by, they, they just had that, uh, I guess parting of ways after a couple of off-field indiscretions. So he sort uh, of looks like he's enjoying his footy again. Playing out at Woodville-West Torrens and putting together some really exciting performances there, so I think my tip would be South Australia. because I don't like tipping against WA. It's sort of my head tipping against my heart there, but I feel like South Australia would just be that that little bit too strong, and obviously the home ground advantage there. And uh, I just think their their preparations have just been a little bit more, uh, a little bit less disrupted than, than WA so far.
1: Yeah, well, let's hope uh, WA can prove you wrong there. Yeah. But, Jordan,
2: that's all about. We've got time for you today. Boy, oh, boy, we have a segment here. It's time for the little bloke to explode. This is Ethan's rant.
1: Dean Gets. Oh, Danny, You've been around for a while. You've umpired over 300 games of senior football. Am I right, Bray? You've got a lot of respect, I'll admit it. And I have to be careful with what I say because I am an umpire myself and my dad actually does know you quite well. But in the many games of um, of watching AFL football, I've never seen a more embarrassing decision. The incident, Cam Zerha kicks, gets the ball in the forward 50 and is aiming for the goals, okay? It comes off the side of his boot and goes out and Dean Marquette pays deliberate. How has he deliberately kicked that out? Oh boy You're 47 years old You've had a go And now it's time to give some youngsters a chance on the big time Because what I saw was an absolute disgrace If you continue to make calls like that I'd seriously watch yourself mate Because why even bother turning on the TV Dean, you've been warned Come on Dean, you're better than that
2: He's better than that, is he? Well, to be fair to him, the other umpires in the in the umpire feed did say, "Pay it, pay it, pay it, pay I it." Don't
1: care. How is that deliberate? It, the thing the thing about is it, it, it <laughs> is though, he's probably going to umpiring training, and they're like, they get. Oh, I'm not saying they shouldn't get around him, but they don't. They probably doesn't acknowledge that it made a bad call. Like, was it a bad call or not?
2: Uh, can you honestly tell me
1: how has Cam Zerha said yep I'm just going to kick it deliberately out of bounds I'm not going to have a shot at goal at all I'm actually going to kick it out and like it's hard to get my head around it
2: (laughs) yeah (sighs) I see where you're coming from a shot on goal but jeez that was a rant and a half if that's what we're going to be getting boy oh boy we have a good segment coming up throughout the year I can't wait embarrassing He's done. He's out of the studio. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. It was so much fun as always. Ethan, where can you find us? Eclipse Radio AU on all our social media platforms and you'll be covered. Yep, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and our website. So make sure you go find us there. But until next week, Ethan.